Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. It's Tuesday, the 28th of November, just before six o'clock. I tend to look at what's happening with the political economy in Aotearoa around housing, climate change, and poverty reduction. And one of the areas where there's the greatest gains to be made in improving health at a relatively low cost and to do it in a way that improves the lives of those who are struggling the most is to reduce smoking rates. And this is something the previous national government in 2011 acknowledged and targeted when it set a very ambitious target of smoke-free by 2025. So this is something that Te Pāti Māori, uh, when in coalition with National, was very keen on. And National set this hard target and did quite a few things to try to get there, including significantly increasing excise, tobacco excise on, on cigarettes. But we're not quite there yet. And in 2021, the Labour government, with new Health Minister Ayesha Varel, pushed ahead with much more aggressive moves to reduce smoking rates, particularly amongst young women and young Māori women in, in, at, at the extreme. Because more than a third of Māori women still smoke. And we weren't going to get to smoke-free by 2025 with the existing sets of policies. So, at the end of last year, uh, a bunch of changes were made to restrict access to um, tobacco and nicotine um, quite dramatically. Firstly, by essentially uh, banning sales to anyone born in 2009. So that means um, a very rapid reduction in uh, smoking for young people and also um, reduction in nicotine concentrations in cigarettes and a sharp reduction in the number of outlets able to sell cigarettes. So up to 6,000 uh, shops, service stations, supermarkets, dairies are able to sell cigarettes. They are the highest margin product being sold and um, this was due to be reduced to significantly less than a thousand. This was passed through the Parliament at the end of last year, but now it is very much under threat. In the coalition negotiations, ACT and New Zealand First, who were opposed, along with National, to the legislation that went through last year, uh, managed to uh, make it part of their deals to form a government to reverse those changes to the smoke-free rules. And uh, it's worth then looking at the potential costs and benefits of that. Because we have quite a bit of uh, modelling and work that's been done in the lead up to those 2022 legislative changes. And I think it's worth the incoming government having a, another look at the potential costs and benefits. So the finance, new finance minister, uh, Nicola Willis, who was sworn in yesterday, has been appointed the Minister for Social Investment. This is an idea pushed forward by her former boss, uh, former National Prime Minister, former National Finance Minister, Bill English, 
where um, targeted amounts of government money are invested, spent, uh, early in the lives of uh, people who um, are struggling, who are likely to struggle, who face real hurdles in terms of health, education, uh, income, and these targeted interventions are designed and justified by the idea that it will save the taxpayer money over time. And you can see the logic of it. If you're able to uh, intervene in a way that, for example, a single parent manages to get back into work and support their family with um, some, some jobs, and that means they are not claiming um, the benefit and are healthier and their kids are healthier, then in the long run that's going to save a lot of money for the taxpayer, not to mention, of course, make lives better for individuals. And it's an appealing idea. And you can see how uh, um, targeted interventions can really make a difference. Well, what about one of the first things you do is an intervention which saves potentially $10 billion. Because we know from the Treasury Regulatory Impact Assessment made for the legislation that these various changes are likely to significantly reduce smoking rates. They're also likely to significantly reduce tobacco excise. It's around about $1.9 billion a year at the moment. Uh, New Zealanders spend about $3.1 billion a year on cigarettes, and about four to 5,000 people die each year from cigarette, cigarette usage. But Treasury estimated from the uh, uh, data collected over the years when higher excise uh, rates managed to reduce smoking rates, that these changes would have significant benefits in terms of reduced health costs over time, and also increased productivity. It estimated that these changes would save a total of 580,000 health-adjusted life years. So this is a collective way of measuring how many people would die, how many people would work. Uh, and obviously some people would die early. Uh, uh, some people would be healthier when they were working. So there's an awful lot of life to be saved here. Then there's the... $5.25 billion in health costs saved by reducing smoking rates and the $5.88 billion in productivity gains from reducing smoking rates. Actually, that number is, is half what it would be if you didn't include a discount rate. So the idea of a discount rate is that you, over time, um, reduce the expected value of any costs and benefits by some sort of um, uh, discount rate, usually an interest rate, um, to take into account the um, declining value of uh, costs and benefits over time as um, it's eaten away by inflation and interest costs. Um, and the quality-adjusted life years, for some reason, uh, Treasury decided to also apply a discount rate to that. Can't quite work out how a discount rate can be applied to a health-adjusted life year, but Treasury did it. And that number of 588,000 years of health-adjusted life years of improvement is after a 3% discount rate was applied. It's actually 2.21 million 
years of improvement that these changes will make. So, uh, to summarise then, on its first day, the new government will consider reversing changes that would save the taxpayer $5.5 billion. That would improve productivity by $5.5 billion. That would add at least 580,000 quality-adjusted life years to the population in order to save a few hundred million dollars a year in excise revenues to help pay for tax cuts. Ayesha Varel, the former health minister, rightly asked the question a couple of days ago. How does Shane Retty, a doctor who is going to be the new health minister, feel about one of the first things he does in Cabinet is to repeal those measures? The Hippocratic Oath has the phrase, first, do no harm, in its collection of instructions to medical professionals. Uh, Dr. Shane Retty is an accredited and still practicing doctor. I think, first, he should do no harm. And the same should be said for the new cabinet. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus for Tuesday the 28th of November. Ka kite anō. Thank you again to paying subscribers for supporting the work I do covering these issues. And if you'd like this to be opened up to the public, uh, please uh, hit like or uh, make a comment underneath the article online. And more than 50 likes, I'll, I'll open it up. This is yours to tell me what to do with. Thank you.